0: What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt, and joining us
1: today, the super talented, our dear friend, the amazing, the wonderful Mr. Christopher Rutledge, otherwise known as Tokyo Megs.
2: Wow, nice intro, thanks. Thank you.
1: Hi
0: everyone. (laughs) And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff, and on the show we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to cinema 4D, after effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor... Or working for the man. You can email us info at modograph dot com. Let us know what you think about the show. Questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, artist suggestions, show topic ideas. Run Mograph dot com. dot com slash live if you want to get all the info. Mograph dot com slash T V if you want to watch Mograph T V all the time, you know. Or you can check it out <laughs> at YouTube dot com slash mograph. We did get the tag. We are at Mograph on YouTube. Sweet. So That's amazing. That's fun.
1: Now we just need to uh get that Twitter dough. You mm. know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> meh. Too late now, right? Right. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of which, make sure that you go through our Twitter if you still have a Twitter account, and yes. find the promo code for WinBush's course. You can get fifty percent off to the end of November. It's been extended, mm. so don't, don't forget about that. Remember to go get yourself a copy and uh, turn on MoGraph TV. Rip the knob off it's almost time for me to change all the all the uh the graphics package and things over to the mm. the christmas got to put the tree out here oh you know, that's, that's right next week. yeah
1: and then leave it up until like february
0: like yeah. you did last year Heck or yeah, this dude. year i guess uh <laughs> and speaking of uh, next week jules is going to be on the show next week so uh if you next have week i thought it was the 28th after. The oh, yeah. 28th of
1: November, not December. Yeah, I, hope I was thinking December, and I'm like, that's weird.
0: December, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. But, yeah, uh, yeah that's next week. That so, makes sense. Uh, make sure you get your questions in. I need to do a little research and get ready for that, because there's always yeah, like a just million presented questions. presented
1: at the Solana thing. I watched that the other night in bed. I got to watch <laughs> it's that. weird. I gotta you know, because that's what I do in my free time is,
0: you know, watch nerdy stuff in bed. Right. Uh, anything else on the, the deal here? We got... Uh, this is our Loch Ness Monster episode, by the way. Episode 350. 350. <laughs> 350. <laughs> three uh, we made That's it. A um, couple <clears throat> just quick week wrap-up things. First of all, I got a good hack for you. I got a good hack. Yes. Maybe some of y'all knew this already, but I certainly didn't. I don't remember if you sent me the TikTok or I sent it to you, you or whatever. You sent it to me. Yeah. So, yeah. If you're copying and pasting a lot of things Sometimes you're like copying two things That you have to go back and forth pasting Instead of control V you hit The windows start button key Plus V So start V instead of control V And you will get a list Of your recent copies
1: Whoa So you can just go through and you can copy something And you can copy something And you can copy something mm-hmm. And then you hit you know, start V Or whatever or windows V And then it'll bring up all your stuff
0: so you can that's see crazy. all those links to those yeah. things that you may have been copying earlier that you shouldn't have, you know. So if you open someone's up, someone's clipboard history, you might right. find something.
1: Oh man, yeah. When I mm. die, erase my clipboard history. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it has a limit, but what's cool is you can actually go in there and clear it. We figured that out this morning on Discord. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's pretty cool because there's a lot of times that you want to just copy. Uh, maybe parameters or whatever it is, right? And you you yeah. have to go back and forth, copy it again, copy it a third time. You're mm-hmm. going back and forth. Like this is great. This is awesome. So, uh, little hack there. And also, I just got to say, I'm really enjoying the the fire and pyro in Cinema 4D. It's just it's, it's been great. It's
1: pretty good. Yeah. I have I've only played around with it a little bit, you know, and like the ease of use is incredible. Like. Yes. how easy it is to use is like absolutely incredible but like yeah. if if we could just get it like native to other render engines without having to like export a vdb first you know that that will be a killer feature and i'm sure it's coming i'm sure it
0: is i don't you know no, here's the thing you have to cache it anyway even to use it with redshift you have to do that right you so... don't have, no no, you, oh, just you put don't a have to? Redshift, redshift?
1: No, there's a redshift uh, like pyro shader or something that you just throw on there. Oh, it doesn't have to cache? Nope. Oh, okay. Hmm. Unless you're taking it to an external source like Houdini
0: or something like that, then you don't need to. See, I have to cache anyway. I mean, I, yeah. I want to cache anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It's gonna be cached. I just throw yeah. a freaking VDB octane loader on it, you know? Yeah. It's good to go. Good um, to go. I've been loving it. I, I had a really massive scene that I had to work through. And, you know, the the hard part, usually, like, if you're using TFD or something, you get that big old volume box, right? And it's yeah. always going to be that si- size, even mm-hmm. though you have, like, the adaptive thing. Um, but it was just so easy for me. I was wor- I've been working on this short. I've never done a short before. Like uh, it's it's grueling. I've been working on it for weeks, and like uh, my brain hurts, and I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to get it done. I'm, I I have one and a half scenes left, so that's good. Uh, I I've been doing. I did a long scene though, and there's a ton of rockets in it, and they're all flying around, and like mm-hmm. the camera's following those. So like the big thing is like if this scene lasts for 120 frames or whatever it is. And plus there's explosions and like everything else going on yeah. in the scene and there's ground fog and there's just all this stuff and to be able to sim that part of it and then like put the camera to the side and say okay where does where does this box end because you if you click on the the pyro mm-hmm. uh, uh, not the tag but the other thing i don't know what it's the pyro yeah,
1: solver or something whatever like that. it is yeah.
0: Um, you see that box around it, so it's really uh-huh. cool because you can just adjust parameters until it gets smaller. Because it's like I don't need all this information off camera, yeah. You know, so it's just so simple to go in there and say, okay, I need this much. Then the sim goes faster because it's not trying to calculate particles. You know, you can you can adjust your like dissipation so that it kind of falls off and. It's not calculating, mm-hmm. like, a mile back behind the thing that the camera doesn't see anyway, right, right, right. you know? So it's just so easy to use. It's so easy to just, like, save these volumes and use them some, somewhere else. They're
1: huge, I, though, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, my God, yes. But, <laughs> you know,
1: that's... Are they, that's how it's do they compare like in size to something, say, TFD,
0: you know? Uh, you know, I really don't know. The, the thing is that... Um, I, I enjoy having an easy way to manage it. Like, I mm-hmm. just I just like being able to bring in that VDB. Um, when you do TFD, if you want to go through all that rigmarole, right. you have to take the BCF.
1: VBF. VBF, v- I think.
0: B- BCF. BCF, right. <laughs> BCF files. I think I got that wrong last week. The yeah. BCF files and convert them. And it only really takes a second, but the thing is, like... The file management on that is ridiculous. But even so, like, these VDBs are still one point something gig a a frame for me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So this project is probably 800 gig at this point, I think. I'd
2: be curious to check one of those frames and see, because there's a bunch of different ways... Um that VDB files can be like compressed and reduced and stuff. One obvious thing is like don't save all of the fields if you don't need them. Like a lot of the times you don't need the velocity field.
0: Like three times
2: as big as the
1: Can you turn that off in cinema?
0: Well, you you turn it off in the pyro solver thing. That's right. So,
2: yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. You tell it not to write them out. Yeah, and you and you you really only need density if you're doing smoke, and you need density and temperature if you're doing flames and stuff. Right. Um. And also, if you do need velocity because you're doing motion blur, uh, a lot of the times what you can do, and some of the softwares do this, and maybe the pyro and C4D already does this, but they will. Um, they will lower the resolution of the velocity grids because you just don't need that level of detail for the motion blur specifically.
0: Hey, this is Dave. I just wanted to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor, Otoy, the creators of Render Network and of course, Octane. But I don't have to tell you that. You know who they are. You see the results of their render engine all over the interwebs. And we're very grateful that they're supporting what we're doing at Mograph.com from this podcast to Mograph TV to events like local meetups and Camp Mograph and all our community building efforts. We can't wait to show you what's in store. All thanks to their support. Go check them out at Otoy.com. Now, back to the madness.
2: Yeah, the, the other thing you can do is, um, I don't know like what like kind of data type specifically they're saving it as, but like if it's uh, if you save it as a 16-bit float VDB instead of a 32-bit or a 64-bit float, it like drastically reduces the file size and mm. it pretty much keeps the same quality. Um, okay. And I don't know if there are controls to that in, in C4D or whatever, but I know that I would be curious, what I'm saying is I'd be curious to take one of those bring it into houdini see if reducing it to being a 16-bit float would reduce the file size because i I, i've been able to get like i don't know i've got all these tricks now for for vdbs or for geo or for whatever for like caching things and, and reducing the file size of caches and it's it's super super helpful um but um but yeah there's lots of tricks you can use and stuff
0: and i have a cache drive you know like a specific cache drive for this Mm -hmm. kind of thing and i'll throw it on there and then when i'm done with a scene i'll put it in a cache folder inside the project and i'll unsync it from dropbox so it's there just in case i need to pull it back up but it's not taking up a bunch of you know it's like you even if you lost it completely and it got deleted you could always you know resim but um Mm -hmm. some of these sims i've done have actually taken a little while but it's nothing too complicated honestly you know, I'm I'm not doing anything like, I mean, just a little bit of puff of smoke coming out of the back of something really doesn't take that much. It's, it's almost yeah. click and, and drag and drop, and it's good to go. You know, I'm not doing anything crazy. I would love to, maybe when I'm done with this, maybe some downtime in December, sit and play with some of the settings and, like, maybe render out some comparisons, you know, how things look with different settings. And then maybe mm-hmm. try and bring the vector information, the motion vector information back into Octane see if I can get, you know, do some, like, twirly smoke and see if I can get those wisps to kind of blur. I haven't played with any of that yet, and I would like to.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But, um, the the thing about, the thing about having the fire and the pyro stuff and everything now in cinema is that it's just easy to kind of go to for that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you got a rocket, you got a little puff of something, just, you know, just run that real quick. And... It's here, here's the thing about fire, and this applies to everything else, right? This applies to fabric. This applies to I don't know. We've been speculating that liquids going to be the next thing for Maxon, right? Because yeah. it's just like the logical assume. next step uh, in in particle sims, and like um, it's about being able to art direct what you need to art direct. It's like mm-hmm. you don't have to be a master at this. It's not that anyone is saying Houdini isn't better at doing certain things, because obviously that's what it's for. It's going to make like a ridiculous particle sim uh, that's like super accurate, and you have like a million nodes to control it and whatever, right? But I don't care about that most of the time. Mm -hmm. I just need a little something. It is not the main feature of what I'm doing. It's just a supplement. And I don't understand the haters, Right now, yes. Like, who cares? You are art directing the scene. Who cares? Mm-hmm.
2: I'm. Yeah, I mean, this is just like always the thing with any of the fucking softwares and. Or sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. You're I fine. Yeah, uh, you're fine. Okay. You're fine. Great. Um. Uh. My kids the- watching
1: right now, and he just you know learned a new <laughs> word, and I appreciate that.
2: Excellent. No. Yeah, if you have kids <laughs> watching. Beware, I might slip up again. But uh, yeah. Anyway, um. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's it's funny. Like, I'm definitely not a fan of C4D anymore personally. Like, I've just gotten so far into Houdini because. Right. Um. I don't know. It was just it was just like sort of the path that I went down, and I I, I think the main there was a point where I was really big on C4D, and, and and I think the main point that I hit a big point of frustration with it was trying to do rigging for characters and stuff, and oh, yeah. so yeah. I was like, I was like. I, I was hoping it could replace Maya for me, and I just realized, like, it just can't. And um, and so I ended up doing a lot more stuff in Houdini also, like, for any of the sort of, like, stuff that I couldn't do in Maya. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, I, like, was doing, like, some MoGraphy stuff in C4D for jobs and stuff sometimes. But I got to this point where it was, like, for me, like, it's definitely, like, can be quicker to set things up in C4D sometimes for MoGraph stuff, but then you hit the ceiling where it's like, if I wanna control this thing in a specific way, which is, I always would end up getting those notes on projects, Mm. I'd be like, I would be so much better off doing this in Houdini, and then I would end up just convincing them to let me do it in Houdini, and then I would move it over to Houdini, and it would be like, this is so much better, but I had to build this thing twice, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. The the but like yeah people are all going to be super particular about mm-hmm. their softwares you know blender heads can be really annoying about that you know houdini <laughs> yeah. people also can be super annoying about it like you know you've always
0: been C- a maya houdini person though you never really like a c4d mm-hmm. person
2: no no I I would say I was at a point because first I was first I was just c4d then mm-hmm. I, I oh, got okay. into Maya because I learned that in school. Um, and then I was doing both for a long time at the same time. And then I added it on Houdini also, and I was kind of juggling all three of those. And mm-hmm. C4D is the one that I I dropped first, and then I later ended up dropping mm. Maya once the rigging and stuff tools got really good in Houdini. Um, huh. But I'm also dabbling in Blender a bit now here and there, and I, I love what Blender's doing and have a lot of things I could say about that. Um, yeah. And I, I think that um, the past couple of years and, and since the the Maxon acquisition and things like, or, or since the Redshift acquisition and things like that, Like, I've been generally not a fan of what Maxon's been doing, and I don't plan to use it anyway, so it doesn't really matter for me. But um, I think that what they're doing specifically with the uh, the cloth tools and that update and stuff, and with the um, new Pyro update are pretty awesome and like fit really well and help to me, kind of solidify, like, okay, I think I now get what they're trying to do, like, mm-hmm. especially with the change to the name, like, Maxon VFX, like, it's like, okay, they're trying to sort of be more in the, like, VFX-y wheelhouse, that makes more mm-hmm. sense with the Red Giant acquisition, blah, 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 like, I think that's, that's cool, and, um and, and I think, regardless of that, like, my opinion on, like, C4D for a while has also been, like, you know it doesn't matter what app you use like at the end of the day there's people making incredible stuff in whatever app you know exactly. it may, maybe it depends on like what you want to be doing like you know if you really want to be getting more into character animation like i would recommend like get more into blender or maya or maybe even like houdini uh, i love houdini for character you, animation stuff now do you rig in houdini oh yeah i love it
0: yeah, really? yeah it's, that's it's why i surprised you said that because i didn't know it was that good
2: yeah, well, they added these rigging tools called uh, kineffects, like mm-hmm. kinematic effects, I, I guess is sort of the name, um, and uh, and they added that in in eighteen point five, which came out, um, I think, in October of twenty twenty. Yeah. So like yeah. during the pandemic, um, and so it's still fairly recent, um, and it's been getting much better every release. But like since they added that, like even since the first version that has enabled me to like fully switch over to Houdini. And they have this other rigging paradigm that's more like the conventional kind of rigging, but it was always less Houdini-y, like it was always less like procedural and like more like the same way of building rigs as you would do in like Blender or, or Maya or C four D, which was just made it so that it was like kind of like Houdini trying to like compete with Maya or whatever on like Maya's sort of like turf. Right. And this, the new rigging tools really make everything more procedural and sort of bring it like into Houdini's ballpark to the point where it's like you can't even really compare the rigging tools in Houdini to something like Maya anymore because they're just so different. Like if you're trying to use them the way that you would use Maya tools, like, yeah, they're not going to be as good at that, like mm-hmm. yet at least. But if you are taking advantage of the things that you can only do with the rigging tools in Houdini, which I absolutely am, it's like amazing. And it's like, you know, I would be like lying to you if I told you, like, there aren't elements of rigging and, and animating in Maya that I miss. But the thing is that there's so many more things that Houdini. Has sort of added to the rigging and animation stuff for me that I would be missing way more stuff if I were to go back to Maya for for rigging and stuff at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I love it. Like an example I could give you is like um, for me, I used to spend a long time like really finessing specific motion and like creating keys for like all the overlap and then like you know I'll animate like the arm moving and and you know you can like animate like the the, the shoulder joint and then you rotate like you know this joint and then you rotate like this joint and mm-hmm. so they're all they're all sort of like you know rotating like this right mm-hmm. and then if you offset this one to be like a frame delayed, and then you offset this one to be two frames delayed, so it sort of like cascades down the chain, you get a much nicer motion. Mm. And that kind of stuff now is stuff that I don't have to keyframe anymore. I can just procedurally set up like a secondary action node and automatically do that kind of thing for me. Or I can add a jiggle node and I can just have Mm -hmm. like a couple of different like specific sort of like uh, keyframes or poses that I'm going between, but then procedurally tweak like how they're sort of going from one pose to the next, and having that control to procedurally tweak it rather than having to like dig in and like do keyframes and stuff if I want to tweak something or if I get an art director note or whatever is like amazing, especially for someone who's like trying to do so much more than just character animation and like make whole short films on my own. Basically, mm-hmm. like it's 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 been it's been awesome. So anyway, that's my my sort of ramble about that. But, but but going back to the the thing about like C4D and stuff is it's like, I think one thing that I've noticed is that since moving into Houdini, I have a lot more control and that's not always necessarily a good thing because <laughs> I do end up sometimes going down this rabbit hole of like, right. let me just tweak this in a little bit more. Let me just tweak this in a little right. bit. And, and so what ends up, I've noticed happening for me is that, um, and it's sort of one of those weird sort of side effects of just like, you know, no pun intended, of the way that the, the 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 software is making you work is that I get so into that that I end up finishing that and I'm happy with it and I'm like, oh man, it's 11pm, like, you know, alright, I guess I'll just like quickly like light this in an hour and then like kick off a render and wake up mm-hmm. and it's like, in C4D I feel like I would have probably spent a lot more time finessing my materials and lighting and, and whatever and like spending mm-hmm. time on that and like just getting that base animation in, being like, okay, this is cool. And like, you know, just like giving more love to those other parts of the, the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, it's a good exercise to like cut yourself off from those things. You know, if you are supposed to do, you know, the whole sort of pipeline yourself and, and you don't want to like, you know, necessarily like spend way too much digging into one specific right. detail. But, um, but yeah, but I feel like you know you you see people in c 40 d with just like absolutely beautiful lighting and shaders and all that stuff because they they are spending a little bit more time maybe right. finessing that stuff and Art less time it. yeah yeah less time super finessing like a simulation or or a or a you know piece of animation or or a procedural you know mo graphy setup or whatever mm-hmm. um, but it, it you know it just depends also that's just the sort of thing mm-hmm. that I've observed but I love the direction that. Maxon is taking now with these new tools. Like I think Mm. that's great. You mentioned liquids you think is next. I think that's what I'm thinking. I think they 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 that a a clear, obvious one that I'm surprised they haven't done yet is just like straight up just like particles. Like I agree. I mean
1: if they if they were to completely rework the thinking particles or whatever with Mm -hmm. regular particles, you know, like the fact that I have to jump to X particles in order to do particles with trails and stuff like that, it's like, what do I need to do? Yeah. You know, that should that should be like that's the most basic thing that I use particles for.
0: And this is why we're not on the beta, because then we can speculate.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean I'm on the beta, I just don't ever go on, you know. (laughs) So I know nothing.
2: I mean being able to invect particles with Pyro and stuff, like Mm -hmm. that seems super clutch. That seems like one of the biggest things missing that people like to do with houdini or like to do with uh x particles or whatever um and uh fluids like like liquids specifically specifically like flip fluids like Mm -hmm. are um like fluid implicit particles so they're like they are a combination of basically what pyro is which is like you know fluid simulation Uh um and just like regular particles and like combining the aspects of those two so it makes sense that like Particles and pyro would be the two building blocks to then be able to do fluids, which is sort of like the most kind of complex mm-hmm. type of, you know, physics simulation. But they've thing. been working
0: on this for a long time. Like, and that's the thing, people, mm-hmm. will, you know, like, like, um, uh, uh Ari- Ariane, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, in the chat says, you know, they were asleep at the wheel from 21 to 2023. <laughs> but we've, you know, they've been telling us that they're working on. This the new mm-hmm. core, all this you know stuff for for a while. We knew it was building to something. I think we're finally starting to see what that is um, because it is a long, uh, it's a long burn. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there, I'm sure that there's just so much. I mean, there's just a crazy amount of work. Even if they had these ideas five years ago, it would you know it takes a long time to build that up and, yeah. and do whatever you have to do yeah. to accomplish those goals.
2: But also at the same time like it is really good i think that they are building this stuff from scratch themselves i think that's yeah. really important that's how you make your software cohesive and not a frankenstein mess and yeah. like right you know, if they were exactly. buying if they were just buying tfd and integrating that like right I, I, I would
0: be super that. Against that. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah yeah because like, this
0: I, is like their new system that they've been developing this whole time yeah you know totally um, and it's yeah, like you Chris. Open...
1: I Chris in the chat. I agree. They do need a faster viewport. Like,
2: oh that's, my god, that's, that's one, one thing one of the that things, like, yeah, that, it, that I the last
0: time I was using it.
1: Yeah, it's like I, I will get super bogged down with if I have too much stuff in the viewport. Yeah, I you know? can
0: turn layers off and uh-huh. yeah, all it's a that. really.
2: It seems like that's a vital skill in mm-hmm. C4D is being able to like set up stuff so you can turn off all the heavy things and make your viewport workable, which is, that's definitely like one of the things that really got me off of C40, like finally, I think was like, I just can't deal with the viewport anymore.
0: But I think um, that's part of this, this whole thing that they're working on, right? I mean, isn't, isn't this new system going to make everything eventually come over and work faster? I'd imagine so. I hope so. It, you know. I hope so. Um, but again, it, <clears throat> but here's the thing. It's, it's about the storytelling. Like we've all met that person we've all met that person and i feel like i was this person for many many years where Mm -hmm. all i wanted to know was all the technical details well now this can do this thing and now i can do this this way but i just wasn't applying that to like storytelling or doing Mm -hmm. you know just like stop thinking about all the technical stuff and think about like actual storytelling Like you got technical artists and you've got like the creative artists right we've Mm -hmm. always kind of talked about that some some people that's their thing they want to be the technical artist you tell me what to do i'll technically figure it out
3: mm-hmm. and then
0: there's other people who are like oh i'm an artist i want to do this thing i have no idea how to do it mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to get help doing this or whatever um you, if you become a storyteller, you're going to be sitting in the software that you can tell the story in the easiest. It's going to be the mm-hmm. path of least resistance, you're, whatever it is. So if it's Blender, if it's C4D, if it's Houdini, you want to sit down and just do the art. You don't want to have to think about it as much. And yeah. when you get a tool like this to add something easily, real simple, and just go about finishing to tell your story, and people are like, well, technically, that's not physically accurate because particles only move it. Who cares? One hundred percent. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Oh, I could do that in Houdini in two seconds. You could, but I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: shut up. You know what I'm saying? Like you could, just,
1: but you didn't.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just. It's just like who cares? I'm just trying to tell a story. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it yeah. does not matter, but you can still understand the importance. of of why you would go to Houdini for something ridiculous or mm-hmm. whatever yeah. it is, right?
2: Yeah. And and I think that the direction that Maxon's going in with the VFX stuff and the making all these things built in now is is good. And, and I think part of the idea of it is like, I mean, to me, anytime anyone was ever like, hey guys, I'm a C4D person, like, should I get into X particles? My thing would be like, no, just learn Houdini because it's... A, cheaper to get a license of Houdini than X Particles.
1: They're two totally different beasts, though. I know. Like, I, 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 I
2: hear here's you. Here's the thing
1: I have used X Particles a lot, and I've gone through Mark's entire, you know, uh, Houdini course and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I, I find that just throwing X Particles into a scene and doing the things that I need, minus smoke and fire, because they're just awful in X Particles, you mm-hmm. know like that's when you go to TFD for that you know but right. like having to move back and forth and then
0: I, I, it's its one of those things where it's like I understand why Houdini is better at particles oh, yeah. I just no, don't want to have to learn wrong. Houdini again every time I, op- every I, time I, I need think, something.
1: I, I think when it comes to like smoke and fire and destruction and like all that stuff Houdini looks better than anything mm. that I've found you know it looks more realistic, you know, but it's like, if I need something quick, I'm just going to throw into X particles.
2: Right. Right. But I but agree. even before that, I, I feel like my, my sort of point about it is that it's like, you're sort of learning the same things either way. Like, I don't think True. it is. It's, I, don't, it's, I, I don't personally think it's much harder to learn Houdini than it is to learn X particles. Like, especially if you're just using it to be... And X particles for you. Like mm-hmm. it's like you just need to learn those specific parts of Houdini. And that's basically just as hard as learning X particles, except for that you also have to learn some interface stuff to like get that part of yes. Houdini. Right. And that's think, the
0: hardest
1: part I think for me. The inner the interface stuff for me was has been the hardest. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like because when you create a like a pop solver or whatever you not only have your geometry node that you have to deal with, but you've also got the pop solver node and stuff like that. So you're having to hop inside different nodes, and I can never remember where things go and what they do. You know, right? That's my hard, uh, my hardest thing with Houdini versus it all just being in one centralized location.
0: You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, like yeah. for and example, just if an you
1: attribute manager or, or something like that. You if know? you
0: got a job tomorrow doing Houdini stuff. <clears throat> You know, and be, and be like, well, I know a little bit of Houdini, and they're like, no, that's cool, we're gonna bring you on, we're gonna let you learn on the job, whatever it is. After a couple months, you'd probably be like, oh, Absolutely. hell yeah, Houdini, yeah. right? But it's that thing where like, at what point do you decide that you're gonna put in the 10,000 hours on something, or yeah. are you just gonna yeah, yeah. stay over here?
2: I, I, I think, though, like, if you're at that point where you're like, I've learned C40, and I wanna learn simulations and stuff, then the thing is that you're, you're then making this Decision on a couple different vectors. Like, one is like, what do I want to spend money on? Like, X Particles Mm -hmm. license that used to be like $700 or whatever. I don't (laughs) know what it is now. Or, you know, free version of Houdini slash, you know, $200 a year version of Houdini. And then that also gets me in the door with Houdini. That's like the decision tree you're kind of making. And it's sort of like, I think a lot of people at that point, we're deciding I'm just gonna go with Houdini instead of spending the money on this X particles and, I, I will one hundred percent
1: say mm-hmm. that if you are deciding to go into, you know, VFX, smoke, liquid, stuff like that, if that's if that is the route you wanna go, absolutely one hundred percent go to Houdini. <laughs> you know? Right. But it's like if you're like if you're creating logos and blah 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 and you just want to add a little bit of like particles or like a little bit of smoke or something you know, I don't think there's a whole reason to learn a whole new system just for those little things
0: and that's why I don't understand about
1: getting unless you're curious about it, absolutely yeah, you know, yeah. each of their
0: own And yeah,
2: and I think that again, like, all of this the point here, I think is just to sort of say like, now the answer to what do I do once you get to that point is like we'll just start learning the C4E stuff first. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and then maybe you never need to get into Houdini. And then right. I think that that will maybe help Maxon with the sort of like people that are On the fence. getting into Houdini with the gateway of yeah. like, I want to learn some effect stuff. Like now they don't necessarily have to. And it's just, it's just better for them to have this stuff built in. And the other the other mm-hmm. thing I was going to say also is that since they Maxon's building this stuff from the ground up, I mean, there's a big thing with all of this software of like, when was this system built? And like was it like also maintained and upkept and all this stuff? Because like the Houdini Pyro system is like much older than the Maxon system, which oh, yeah? was built up from from the ground up on like the freshest technology, you know, mm-hmm. on like sparse solvers and GPU acceleration and all this stuff. And, you know, it's like if someone were to make an After Effects competitor today, it would be so much faster than After Effects because right. Like yeah. you know, they built that Not so long. band-aided ago,
0: code. <laughs> yeah, they haven't
2: kept it well. Now, Houdini yeah. they they have added, they have added sparse solving. They've added GPU you know acceleration, all this stuff. But that's just it's never going to be as good as or as quite as efficient, you know, as a system that's like built completely from the scratch, from the ground up mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. 2022 or whatever current year it is. So, right. so that aspect of it is is also like pretty sweet on the Maxon side, you know. And conversely, I think Houdini's benefiting from that a lot right now with their render engine that has been built from the ground up, super modern, super recently with um, like Karma and Karma XBU specifically, uh, which are built on top of Material X as a standard and built on top of USD. Uh-huh. And also like there was this point a couple of years ago where all the render engines were having to basically rebuild the entire engine from scratch using the optics ray tracing libraries and stuff. Like Redshift spent a long time doing that. Octane spent a long time doing that because they built their engines before optics was a thing. But SideFX was able to just build their engine from the beginning with optics because they built it within the past couple of years. Right. Um, yeah. So all of that stuff is like a huge benefit to that software. So I just, my, I guess that, that whole point there is just like, you know, building a software from the ground up, you know, a, any like a, as recently as possible is is going to be, you know, you're going to gain a lot of benefits from right. that that yeah, you don't absolutely. for any software that's just old, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think people like us understand that we understand the, the reason to go one way or the other. We understand why people prefer something. But if you were going to do a sim and you're like, I'm going to do this in Houdini, I wouldn't be like, oh, F that. You know, cinema. Cinema's the best Mm -hmm. because it has this now, and I use it. It's like the the whole, what I don't understand is the whole gatekeeping thing. Like, half the internet's like, oh, these these new pyro tools are badass, and the other half is hating on it because reasons. It's just, it's like, no, like, the The gatekeeping just drives me nuts. Like, why?
2: Yeah. The best software is the one that you know how to use and you know how to make good stuff with. Right. Uh, Like, End of story. You know that's yeah. that's always going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Is, is it worth learning new softwares? It's always worth learning mm-hmm. new softwares and dabbling in Houdini or Blender or you know whatever the new thing is at any given point. Um, you know, but uh, but yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement here on on yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can
1: still right. be friends even though you use Houdini <laughs> and I use Cinema 4D.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and I, I have. I have I will complain about various software companies all day but at the end of the t- at the end of it and and I like I have nothing but respect for the people who make amazing things. 100%. That's the other thing.
0: There are people online crapping on things and I'm like, you know these people. You know these people personally who are working on these things and working hard every day on these things Mm -hmm. to make them better. And the first thing that you do out the gate is crap on their three years of work they put into it or whatever. Right.
2: Right. And and I I would say also that the same thing goes big time for um, like uh, like big feature film projects, I will like crap on like Pixar movies or mm-hmm. or you know like whatever like any given year like this latest Pixar trailer I was like oh give me a fucking break with the right. the elemental thing like oh <laughs> yeah my but God. you're
1: very excited for Pixar's Mario
2: movie right
0: yeah Pixar's oh, yeah. Mario movie I saw
2: <laughs> I can't wait for that one yeah your TikToks
0: uh, man I cannot I genuinely sometimes cannot tell if you're being sarcastic. Or yeah. <laughs> super dry.
2: Chances are, if I'm not talking about something like Houdini or or Blender or, or CG software or whatever, I'm mm-hmm. pretty much usually being silly. But um, I say I, I just love your
1: Mario. Every Mario TikTok I, I find, know. I, I send it to you. Thing. I also send you a bunch of Shrek TikToks for some reason. I love those.
2: <laughs> I, I you know what's funny is yesterday I was like, I I would love it if someone made a Shrek skin on Mario 64 and then I Googled it and it exists and I was like oh, this course. is amazing. <laughs> I have to play this on a stream or something. That's so rule 34, it's rule
0: thirty four it's rule thirty five of the <laughs> rule internet. 35. Exactly. Yeah. Rule 35. Um, the the <laughs> thing that uh that I I love about your TikToks, besides them being dry is just like (laughs) that you do you do the things that other TikTokers do like I don't know guys what do you think let me know in the comments that kind of thing it's so (laughs) freaking hilarious dude you just do it so straight face and yeah I love that I mean this is this
2: has always been a problem for me is because I feel like I just have very monotone Speaking and delivery and stuff that Mm -hmm. I always get people thinking that I'm joking when I'm being serious, and people thinking that I'm being serious when I'm joking. Yeah. I don't know if that ever happens to you guys, but, uh, but yeah. uh,
1: I I show my emotions on my sleeve, they always know what I feel.
2: Um but uh the, the the point that I was gonna make before though is that like I've I, I have nothing but massive respect for all of the artists working at companies like Pixar or Disney or mm-hmm. like on on like, you know, the Lion King movie like remake, like I could shit on that movie like, you know, all day, but like it is from a technical standpoint something that I can also really appreciate and yeah. like I'm I'm blown away by the artists that and I would and I like any anytime I'm ever criticizing anything like that, like like it, it is i'm not going to necessarily caveat it but like it's important to caveat that like you know you got to respect those like those people doing that incredible work on these projects you know that they don't have the control over like the story for or the directing or whatever and you know i can mm. i can i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to punch up at the studios but I'm never trying to punch sideways or or, or downwards or or slightly yeah. up at the at the artist, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah,
0: you're not going to be able to blame the the artist for you know the script being awful, you know. I mean, right? Absolutely. When. Um, when what's the name of the one that's coming out? What's the new Pixar one called?
2: Uh, Elemental. Elemental.
0: And so it's you know, just like kind of what blo- if
1: first they did what if toys had feelings and oh, then yeah, they yeah. did what if cars had feelings and then it was what if, what if feelings, feelings had, had feelings? feelings. Now it's what if elements had feelings.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's how it works. But yeah. the, the thing that I've seen is people saying it's just it doesn't look that great. It's just kind of meh. But then half the people I see saying something about it are saying it just because there's an LGBT character in it. So, like... Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well,
2: that's that's a whole other thing, too, is just, like... uh it's weird because I feel like there's, you know, obviously the backlash from like, you know, conservative people about anytime there's like mention of an LGBT character. At the same time, there was that movie Luca, which I was really not a fan of, but they but they really marketed it a lot in the US as a this is like a like a gay coming of age story between these kids but and whatever. There's there's all these gay under But that is the thing, is it's not. Like they just are saying that in the marketing to try to sell it more to hmm. like the sort of like LGBT you know scene in the US and stuff versus in China where they're going to have backlash against that kind of thing like right. they don't actually put it in the movie they're just it's just like they're trying to right. like appeal to everybody and they're they're right. sort of like lying about it in the marketing in this yeah. weird way and I don't know. My my frustration mainly with a lot of these companies and the movies is just that like obviously they're big corporations they don't want to take risks and they're doing the same thing over and over again which I'm super sick of. Yeah. But, you know, again, those are things that the artists I mean artists but the the
1: the, the, the movie business is different nowadays, you know? Like <clears throat> totally. they're only going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, if they know they can get a return on investment. The stuff that yeah. used to happen where it was a 30 million dollar budget or whatever, they just don't it doesn't happen anymore. It's those so different. go to yeah. Netflix. Those go to you yeah. know TV and stuff like that. You know those become, yeah. you know, episodes and stuff.
2: I feel yeah. like there's potential for it to change too with animated films. Now that animation software and tools mm-hmm. and stuff have all become so much more accessible, I think you could see someone like a Blumhouse or an A24 putting out more animated features that are made on like you know five, ten million dollar budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you, uh, there was that movie Marcel the Shell that came out recently. Yeah. Did you Did you see that?
1: I haven't seen it. No, I I think it's interesting that they took a meme from like ten years ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turned it it into a full length.
2: It was very odd, but uh, I heard it was incredible, and it visually. I've heard nothing but good
1: things about it. Yeah,
2: watch Watch the trailer if you haven't. Um, It seems really really good. I I mean, especially since you guys have kids, I would say definitely perfect thing to you know watch with the kids. But Mm -hmm. I'm probably gonna try to check it out with my family over the. The holidays, but um, but yeah, I think that there's a lot of potential for like more unique, interesting, more kind of independent-leaning animation stuff to come out that isn't just the Disney Pixar thing over and over again done by them right. and Animation right. frameworks mm-hmm. or whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, now that uh, uh, Bob Paycheck has left Disney <laughs> and Bob, or uh, <laughs> uh,
2: the
0: other Bob, Bob Pace. Iger
1: Pace. came back. Curious to see how it all happens.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is that just announced this morning or just
1: today, uh, yesterday. right? Last yesterday, yesterday,
0: last night. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So what have you been doing, man? We we have not like been able to hang out in person or online. Yeah, or the last anything.
1: The last like, time you and I hung out was at the O-Toy party a, about a year a ago. A year ago. Yeah, yeah. On
2: my on my birthday and the day after your oh, birthday yeah. was. It what day birthday? is your birthday? That's right. The second. That's right. December
0: fourth.
1: A oh, December fourth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, at you Disneyland and, uh, for your birthday this year. I'll be there.
0: Yeah. nice. <laughs> you and uh, Winbush have the same birthday. Well, yeah, you and
2: Winbush have the same birthday. Yes, yeah, we do, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, and I met him for the first time then as well. Um, yeah, that was that was a super fun time. Um, yes. What have I been up to? Good question. Uh, as much as you I, can say. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I can say literally today we're delivering this project that I've been working on for two and a half years a little bit, but but mostly Jeez. in production. On, it was pre-production until uh, April. And then April through now, it's been pretty much a full-time thing. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of, I took a few weeks off to go to some like animation festivals that I had some work playing at, which was super fun. That's cool. Um, but uh, I... Jess, we just delivered it today. It's a, it's a TV pilot. Um, you'll all see it soon, hopefully, or you'll be able to see it soon. You know, whether you choose to watch it is not going to force anyone to watch it. But okay. um, but uh, but yeah, I, I uh, I'm excited for people to see it. It's a big kind of group project. I was sort of leading the animation um, on, and uh, and yeah, I can't say much more about it. But oh, it's man. a huge relief to finally be done with that and be able to work on some other stuff and work on some fun. <laughs> projects and stuff um i've barely been able to do that since like april uh in october i did a little bit of a Blobtober, which is sort of like an alternative to inktober where i was making some renders like here and there which was super super fun uh-huh. um, and one of them ended up like going crazy on tiktok um really? where i used a tiktok sound yeah oh. i got like it shot up my i got like i think it's at like three million views now and it, Holy it shot up it shot up from, which just can that can just happen on TikToks on like TikTok is such a crazy. You never Yeah, yeah. We
0: yeah. should
2: we should definitely talk more about that because I'm really like really into that whole thing. Is but it
1: the, um, is it the what can I do to get you behind the wheel of a Honda? It's okay, the car
2: sale one. And this is one where I was I was doing the animation. Yeah, there you go. I was <laughs> doing the animation using the the Kin effects tools. Oh that yes, I was just talking mm-hmm. about. I did see. This. I did a, I did a whole bunch of different poses, and then I used this, like, jiggle node that I mm-hmm. made to uh, slightly kind of interpolate between the poses, but just barely, like, slightly. Like, there's a little bit of just sort of, like, uh, sort of padding on each of the frames. So, like, um, it's just kind of a, I don't know, a fun, weird stylized movement. Yeah, um, it's fun. that
0: kind of, like, techno yeah. song that has, like, the bunch mm-hmm. of chops in it and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, it's,
2: yeah, yeah, like a drum and bass thing, yeah. And yeah. I made this with uh, some friends... Who are in the Netherlands? Uh, they're this duo named Yonk, Niels and okay. Victoria. Um, they're super sick. They do lots of VR sculpting. Highly recommend checking their stuff out. Y O N K. Um, but anyway, we did a stream where we were sculpting together, and they did the character, and and uh, and then I did all the sort of animation and, and rendering and stuff. I love the face
1: after. and like how like. You know, How like uh, chatty. Uh, what is he that? Gets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah, like super yeah. chatty. Uh, what is it? The the Squidward. Huh? Yeah, handsome Squidward. Handsome yeah. Squidward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely exactly.
0: a Chad,
2: handsome Squidward by Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. God, three um, million views, and how does it happen? It's like, you... and that
2: that brought my followers up from like I think like six thousand to thirty k now. It's like insane. Wow. Um, but the the the, the double edged sword there is sort of that like I mean, so now you're a little bit
1: more nervous to talk about like Pixar's new version of Mario. Oh no, coming no, no. no.
2: I I don't, I don't care about that at all. Uh, <laughs> but I I think I think that the double edged sword with with TikTok is that it's like the, one of the cool things about it is that it is really heavily recommendation based as opposed to being like feed follower based. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're being shown stuff by people that you follow all the time. You're mostly being shown stuff by people you don't follow and stuff that is being recommended to you. And the cool thing with TikTok is that the way that it works, my understanding basically is that you post something and it will start showing these two random people in the for you page. Um, right. And so, so, like, people that don't follow you will see your posts. Right. And if it performs well, I think if it has a good retention rate. It goes to an out, outer scratch. circle
0: after that, right? Like, it goes then to a bigger say, group.
2: Then they say, we're going to send this to more people. And if it keeps performing well, mm-hmm. they keep boosting it. And then more and more people see it. And then yep. you can get a lot of discovery that way, which is, like, really, really awesome, obviously. Um, but the, the downside of this is that even if you gain a ton of followers from it, that doesn't mean that your next post is going to have exactly. a ton of eyeballs on it. It might have way less than the number of followers you have. Maybe, maybe very few of your followers will end up seeing it. The, the, but at the, the end
1: the thing is it's like because how do you scroll tiktok do you just stay on the for you page and swipe 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 or do you go to or do you go to the for you you know where these are all the actual people that you follow what i find is that i am i i go you know for the for you page you know for a while and i'm like i haven't heard of heard this person in a while i'll go over to the following one and i'll just swipe through you know and get caught up they want I, you to I, I be think super TikTok, random. I think TikTok sees the ones like the people that you follow that you'll actually sit all the way through like yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah. Like um I think his name is Rusty Van Ranch, right? Or whatever. Right. He did the he did the the tug ski. The little uh uh jet ski that he took like a kid's like Uh, sand thing that looked like a boat and he turned it into a jet ski. Anyway, I followed him from the very beginning and I don't know any of the stuff that he's talking about, but I love seeing his projects and it will show me every single time versus some other people that I follow. You know, I specifically have to go to their page
0: in order to look at. Have you noticed recently, this has been happening to me more and more lately, when you go to share something, it first brings up random people and not the people that you shared with recently, and you have to click off of it and click on again, and then the most recent people you've shared with happens. And I swear mm-hmm. it's happening because they want you to, because they'll just bring up random other people that I'm friends are with. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but like, not you, my recent. Are you connected
1: ones. to? Did you connect it to your contacts and your phone?
0: no oh god no okay
1: okay no but but what i'm saying
0: is like let's say i'm following a hundred people and i always send the same things to like a group of five people it's like you my friend adrian i send it to julie my daughter and rev that's usually who i send stuff to right right well ever every like five or six times i go up to share it just shows random other people that i'm friends with so i'll be like oh yeah those people exist and send them to that i swear they're doing that on purpose. Weird. you know i swear they do stuff like that um i i don't know but the, the thing that i hear about tiktok is if you do go viral like your post right you might get a bunch of followers from that and like you said they're not necessarily going to see it i think sometimes they will send it out to that small group of people first some of them and see but like it's it's weird it's like um you have to be prepared to be that genre on your account <laughs> you know what i'm saying like and yeah. that's why everybody's like if you want to try like four or five different types of things make a tiktok account for each one because mm, once one of them hits and you become that guy you yeah. gotta be that guy you can't go back yeah. to like talking about sports because right your your animation went viral that's what people want now
2: yeah they, they might be right about that i'm definitely gonna just keep doing everything all on one page i think but um but it, it, it's. I think it's a good point, though. That like one of the things that you need to be careful with is, um, like trying to make sure you're not posting a lot of stuff that is just kind of, not like engaging or like trying to shit do posting. like shit. Dude, yeah. yeah, like 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 <laughs> I mean, like like shit yeah. shit posting. That I mean anything that like I don't know like uh, that's what stories are that, for right I'll, I'll, exactly 100%. exactly I, i'll see i'll see a lot of people um complaining that they're like i have 100k followers on tiktok and like only my my videos are only getting like a, you know 800 views per thing like i'm shadow banned or whatever and it's like you know, reality, like you're not actually shadow banned. What's happening is TikTok is seeing you posting a lot of stuff that nobody's engaging with and they're not showing your stuff to people anymore. And so you have screwed yourself over by Mm -hmm. posting so much stuff that just like is not hitting, you know, the way that like some of your other stuff earlier on did. Mm -hmm. So I think if you post too much and it's too boring that TikTok will sort of like recommend your stuff less and less.
0: you, you also know. want to repost so, things like you. If you like, let's say you got like a thousand posts, a thousand hits on something, right? And you're like, oh, that's okay. And then like a year later, you're doing a lot better, and maybe your your videos are getting ten thousand hits a piece. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to delete the old ones and repost them. And if it doesn't gain traction mm-hmm. that day, repost it again the next day. Repost Man, it again. I, like, you know what? I had
1: I had a girl that I followed. She was uh, on Lego Masters, and she would do the same thing every single day and it'd it be i, I saw you every single one much. of them but yeah. and it was so annoying that i finally said seriously you know and stopped following her
2: right like, right and 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 tiktok sees you looking at that thing for one second and immediately skipping and being like yeah. okay we're not gonna like show this person stuff as yeah. much because they yep. clearly are sick of it you know
0: it's all about uh, the engagement it's not even if you have a friend like for you you for example if you post something i give you the like but i'll sit there and like i i'm gonna watch the whole thing mm-hmm. so that you get the good credit for it me not too just yeah, the yeah, like yeah. i'm not gonna yeah. stop it you know three seconds before it's done i'm gonna let the whole thing play out that, that's a key
2: thing yeah that's
1: like, why people do the uh the looping ones
0: you know where it yeah. loops perfectly and starts
1: uh, over.
2: You know,
0: and to so get people, people to yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: If you're well, doing I mean, an animation,
2: you know, I, oh, it makes sense.
0: Keep your yeah. loop short. I mean, you want to put a couple loops in the video, but you you don't want to do like ten loops. You want to do like three mm-hmm. short loops. And then if you're post like if you're posting, you know the ones that have something that has like a paragraph of text over it. Mm-hmm. You make that only mm-hmm. a couple seconds long, right. so that they have to right, watch right, it ten right. times.
2: 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TikTok no, totally. Apps. Yeah, TikTok is, is so funny. And it's... Uh, but I, I think ultimately, I really like that it exists and that it is a platform where you don't need to grind forever to necessarily get, like, a viral post or, like, get a bunch of followers or whatever. Like, it, it really does kind of give everyone a chance in a way that, like, okay. Instagram and Twitter don't really let you do as much. Reels
0: do um, now. Reels do pretty well for
2: me. Re- reels can. I think reels are definitely weaker than TikTok, and and YouTube also has been doing this since before all of them, like with the recommendation, with, right. you know, like my, my, my little brother makes, like, video essays, and um, uh, enough people were watching one of his video essays on Metal Gear Solid, um, and, like, some other anime <laughs> ones, like, for... Long enough, like people were getting two plus hours into his video essays because they really liked them, mm-hmm. and then they started getting recommended to everyone after, like they'd watch any video about Mel or mm-hmm. Solid, and now they've got he's got yeah. like millions of plays on his video essays and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think that's a good sort of system. The the you know like checking people's sort of engagement and then recommending those things more. Uh, even though it's like everything it can be abused
0: but the people that followed you like your, okay, yours went viral you didn't do anything in particular to make it go that oh way my. you have like one hashtag that says Houdini so you, you're not getting um, Houdini follows you're getting people who are enjoying the, the story and not the Houdini right? One hundred percent.
2: Yeah. And 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 there's other kinds of content that I think do well on TikTok. One thing that I also did with that was I made that using a TikTok sound that was linked to yes. the video. Like and, and mm. I think that, that kind of helped it a bit too. Also it being really short and like something that a lot of people would watch all the way through, like yeah. helped a lot too. Yes. Multiple, uh, the the other yeah, the other one that I did that went really well, did really well was one that I made like a year ago that was like the bing bong, you know, like like uh, bing, bong. bing Bong, fuck your yeah. life. Right, like right. Meme that was like a thing a year ago that I was just like, I just want to animate a character to this, um, and that one did super well and got me my first couple thousand followers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's really just been those two posts that have like really gone viral, and a few others have gotten like you know tens of thousands of views on there. But um, but those are the two ones that like blew up like crazy and and got me most of the following. Um, the but music
0: yeah, makes a big difference, like in some of like the i guess you would call them shit posts the the stories that i've been putting out while i've been working on this thing i have been selecting different pieces of music depending on the platform like yeah. i've been picking music i like for my instagram story because who cares it's something right. that i've been enjoying listening to recently but if i go to tiktok i pick one of the trending sounds for that reason
2: yeah yeah totally and and it, it, it is fun also uh to look like at the TikTok sounds and like think like w- would this be a fun thing to make a little dumb animation to like right. that's been a really fun kind of exercise for me someone that's should do yeah, I like that. So, someone you should you should I would highly recommend trying this at some point but also someone should do uh, like a inktober type thing where it's all just different like sounds instead of mm. it being like sounds that's that you can make idea. an animation or a video mm. to or whatever yeah, i yeah, think I someone know. should do this i would yeah, I would be a big fan of that if someone did that. I think that'd be really cool. That um be fun. Talktober, maybe. I don't know. Talktober. Uh, yeah. But uh but yeah, I would yeah. That but definitely recommend everyone like if you if you want ideas for like a silly thing to make and you know, mm-hmm. you wanna maybe try to make something go viral on TikTok, think of a funny animation you can make to an existing TikTok sound. <laughs> that was sort of the, the key with those two that Went viral that I did, but also at the same time, another thing that does really well on TikTok is, especially if you have a cool piece of art or something that you made mm-hmm. that like isn't necessarily like a super engaging like thing that people are going to play through a million times. um Like if you like, for example, the the Metroid thing that you're working on, I think is like super super cool and Thanks. The, a great idea was what Dave said earlier to post that alongside With the original, the original you, like yeah. look yeah, at yeah, these yeah. two together, you know, like. Um, but also like doing a behind the scenes on TikTok always oh, yeah. works really well. Like yeah. being like, here's how I made this cool thing, and showing yeah. as quickly as you can, like kind of the tricks to doing that or whatever. And or using trends to present it, side. right?
0: Like if someone's mm-hmm. do if there's like a lo- a certain trend going on that week, reverse engineer it. How can I apply this to animation? How could I yeah. apply yeah. this idea to this? You know, that I always mean, helps. Yeah. Have you
1: seen the TikTok creator who uh, takes TikTok videos and then recreates them in CGI?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's so weird. Uh, yeah. It's it's interesting
1: that. because half the time I can't even tell
0: which is which.
2: I know. You know, yeah. he a really good job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, h- yeah. How does he recreate them? And it's like, like outdoor scenes. He does
1: everything in CG. Yeah. But what about in people? three D? like
0: um, the most
1: made videos. He he doesn't always use people. It's mostly like if there's, like, a hand or something or something. I I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. gotcha.
0: Yeah, another thing I do, too, on any of these, whether it's a story or whatever it is now, Mm -hmm. you you think about people's attention spans. Even if I'm posting a behind-the-scenes of something with, like, music or whatever, I'm going to first post a couple seconds of the final product, then go to the the behind-the-scenes, don't Mm -hmm. linger on it too long, then go back to some of the render because people are going to see it if people see just screens i'm telling you anytime i see like somebody doing a time lapse on tiktok and cinema i don't i don't want to see that yeah like like they try and shrink their screen down to the size of tiktok and you can barely see what they're doing and it's going too fast and it lasts for two minutes i'm not going to sit there and watch that on tiktok i'll watch it on youtube
2: It's yeah. a it's a it's a really good idea though to definitely like just crop your things in a way where they do play nicely on TikTok. Like what I usually do is yeah. if, if I make a if I make a sixteen by nine thing, I crop it in where I'm not cropping it to be nine by sixteen because then that mm-hmm. would crop way too much stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. But I am like cutting a fair bit of the sides off, maybe making it kind of more square or something like that. Yeah, I think that that definitely helps because like you know obviously like. You, people are more likely to skip something that's really small on their screen or whatever. Also, the but algorithm
0: yeah, knows. The algorithm, I, I, oh, yeah. I have heard that it sees a sixteen by nine letterbox thing and it 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 just dumps it. I'm it sure it not, sees
2: that. Yeah. I, I'm sure that the the reels algorithm sees if you have the TikTok watermark and oh, yeah. things mm-hmm. like that. It like, does. That's
0: funny. You know, I mean, like about that. Yeah. yeah so all kinds of if there. I'm taking a TikTok and I'm putting it onto Instagram Reel, I I will put a sticker over the logo (laughs) or whatever i don't know if it helps in that aspect the other thing i do is because i'm not writing the text on it on one app or the other because the text is already in the saved video i'll write that text and if you push it over enough on the screen it goes off Mm -hmm. the screen but the algorithm still sees text that it can yeah 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 yeah
2: yeah, TikTok and then hacks. you wonder, does the algorithm know, like, oh, they that push the did. text off this screen yeah. that they're hacking? Like, it's just like there's so much shit. one
0: step ahead of me.
2: <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I I, I I love TikTok. It's so much fun.
0: So what uh, besides TikTok? I mean Okay, so yeah, completely off. Uh, there's so uh, much more uh,
1: behind you. I see you've got Deadline going. Is that correct? I do, yeah. Talk to me about deadline. Let's talk some tech it. right
2: now. I hate you Deadline. You hate
1: it?
0: I, I hear that from deadline. everybody, pretty much. But
2: <sighs> um, yeah, I just don't like figuring that kind of stuff out at all. Yeah, I had I... someone. I had someone basically set it up for me. What um, what
1: render engine are you do you use on a normal what basis? render engine, bro?
2: So I am for this project using Redshift, which I'm okay. incredibly ready to be done with forever. Okay. Um, hmm. And, and what, I, do you, what,
1: what do you what do you want to move to?
2: Karma. I'm okay. really all in on Karma. Yeah, I, 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 the last couple of renders that I did, like the, the TikTok one and the, the last couple of ones, those were all done with Karma XPU. Okay. Um,
1: that's their GPU renderer, right? Or multi... Yeah, it does CPU okay. and
2: CPU. Exactly. Okay. Um, so it's it's one renderer, and you can render with just GPU, you can render with just CPU, or you can oh. render with both. Right. So it can render on a render farm that has only CPUs, or it can render on your main machine the xpu is so nice because it's also like you get the benefits of both where like you get the quick time to first pixel which is Mm -hmm. so key with cpu engines like using Mm -hmm. using octane octane's the least bad about this but it still isn't great like the startup time with octane um it used
0: to be bad bad. really bad now it's a lot better than it used to be Mm -hmm. at least so
4: to A-Listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the Mograph Podcast Network.
1: So if you love filmmaking as much as we
4: do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, Your source, source for, for all things, things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. <laughs>
2: Redshift is definitely awful with it, and so is uh, Arnold GPU, which is why if you're look-debbing with Arnold, you really want to use CPU, because it's so mm-hmm. much faster to start up. Um, but that said, if you're rendering final frames, or you're waiting for things to get like really clean, Arnold GPU is much faster than Arnold yeah. CPU for that. But with XPU, it's like both are good. The first people that did XPU, I think, were, was RenderMan, and I still want to mess around with RenderMan like at some mm-hmm. point. Um, but uh, but also I think V-Ray has it, and like Karma is is going pretty much all in on GPU. They're using Optics for NVIDIA stuff for for NVIDIA GPUs, and they're using um, they're using Embry, uh, which is like this Intel ray tracing library. It's kind of like Optics, but for CPU. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so the, then the two of those give the exact same results. So they just kind of like have all of your processors kind of rendering. On it together. It's um, only
1: in Houdini, right?
2: It's only in Houdini. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think I think that because it is a Hydra delegate, that technically any uh, any software that um, supports like Hydra and like USD mm-hmm. and stuff like that um, can, in theory, work with Karma. Like I think that okay. I've seen someone using it in like Nvidia Omniverse at some point. I could be okay. wrong about that, but. I think that that may be the case. Um, I've so, had
1: some tools about that next week.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I would be super curious. Yeah, I'll definitely tune in for that one and be bugging you guys in the chat if you don't remember to ask about yeah. that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, Karma is amazing though. I've been, I've been loving it. It's, it's still in beta, so it's not. 100% there but for mm-hmm. me it's pretty much perfect at the moment it has everything that I need mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't have all of the different kinds of AOVs you could possibly need or right, 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 you know right. like light path expressions and things like that like necessarily um, like you know Arnold is definitely the most fully featured when it comes to all that kind of stuff um, been,
1: I've been in Arnold for the past couple weeks and I yeah. absolutely love it Like yeah. it's, it's got the uh uh, it's got this a similar look to octane and a similar like workflow in a way like if I want to deal with like transparencies and stuff like that it's it's very similar to octane um but it's got all the convenience of like subsurface stuff that redshift has and the random walk and it just it's so easy you know of course you still gotta use nodes I hate nodes <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, I, I did a project with Arnold a while ago. Um, I just posted it on my YouTube actually, like the other day, it was super late, like a year ago. Um, Mm -hmm. that, uh, was a ton of fun. I was using Arnold and Solaris in Houdini Mm -hmm. for the first time and, um, that I've gotten pretty heavily into and as you need to use it to use Karma in Houdini. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, um, I found that it was like definitely like my favorite sort of like like high quality look it's definitely got amazing subsurface scattering and volumes That's, yeah but it's definitely still like the slowest of all the engines even in GPU um, which is you know the the trade-off mm-hmm. um, but uh but yeah I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of of still how they've kept up with Arnold despite the Autodesk buyout they've like done a fairly yeah. good job with it um yeah and uh, it's they just added an update i was just saying before the podcast started where now if you're using houdini and or or any of the other um things that support uh material x and usd i don't know which ones those would be but if you're using any of those you can build materials with material x and now you can basically hit a button in houdini and switch from karma to arnold and all the materials all the lights all the everything will basically work Mm -hmm. and so you don't really have to be as stuck to one specific engine Mm -hmm. um, for like a single project if you don't want to be like material
1: X so they have material X in in uh, Arnold now is that what it is?
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 not just Material X that needs to be integrated. So I think Material X is integrated into a couple other render engines. Mm-hmm. But specifically, this like USD Material X that allows you to build Material X materials in USD allows you to in Houdini with Solaris, which is like a USD based uh, lighting rendering look dev context. Mm-hmm. Um, it lets you just build materials in there and they will work in Arnold. And they also, Karma's built on top of that so that you have to use Material X materials with Karma basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you build with those, then any engine that supports USD Material X will let you just switch okay. to that. Hmm. Um, and Arnold just added the support for that. Um, that's otherwise, that's if, they, if, if they have just Material X support, my understanding is that you can go and download like, Material X compiled shaders and stuff. So does like a standard
1: Um, surface not, is that based off of that
2: or? Material X has standard surface as one of the like, uh, uber shaders in there. They also okay. have like the Disney BSDFs and stuff, which are like a bit older, and okay, everyone uses standard surface now, so just use yeah, because you
1: know, Redshift just updated, they've got the standard surface. Mm-hmm. I know, uh, Octane is getting on the standard surface stuff as well, yeah, so that they can do the uh, the multiple render engines in, you know,
2: uh, I don't know, that's, that's cool, that's rad, yeah, 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 totally, yeah, no, Material X is awesome, and it'll it'll be cool, cool when they all support that, and you can. Dave's okay. He needs the Heimlich maneuver.
1: <laughs> Dave, you need mouth to mouth. Yes. <laughs> yes well, but not because I'm joking. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Okay. So you hate deadline.
2: I'm not a fan. Yeah. So, I, yeah uh, I, I, I ask a because lot of stuff to deal you with. Know,
1: I feel like every three to six months, I, I, I'm like, oh I need to go I need to try out deadline. I need to try and get it working yeah. because my my main reason right now is like so I, 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 I love Octane because its network rendering is so yes. freaking easy. That's, that's a big thing, yeah. It's, it is the easiest thing in the world. I literally like, you know, I pay for the Enterprise one, so I've got like almost unlimited nodes. So I just throw it on every single one of my computers that has a GPU, you know. Yep. And I can render.
0: I'm now, surprised more people Arnold... don't know that. Yeah. So you
2: just need to pay for one Enterprise license, and one. then you can use... all. Oh, that's... They should mention one. that more. <laughs> I yes. did not know that. I like got to have one for each computer.
0: The fact and that, no. that so you're combining you have one
2: them...
1: Enterprise, and then you just have slaves on all your computers, you know? Yeah. It's the way V-Ray used to work, and the way Team, uh, team Render works, you know, as long as you're rendering. But it's like you have to have a license for you know all your red ones, ones and yeah and but it's Arnold, also you your view your... yes it's also like, in your viewport. people well. don't
0: realize that i swear like people I'll, I'll be showing someone 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 something and they'll be like wait a minute you've got six 30 90s in working your viewport i'm like yeah oh how do you yeah. set that up you literally click a button
2: it is. It yeah, is a it's, it's it's so easy. it's yeah. crazy to me that Octane has had that for so long and it works so well, and just mm. nobody else has anything like that. So I know. So
1: it's like that is the that is the biggest downfall, I think, of other render engines is that like like I have <clears> I now have a license of Arnold, you know, but if I want to render on my other three computers i need to buy three more licenses of arnold
0: well and yeah. i don't
1: want to spend that much money on it you know it's That's like
2: insane it's yeah. an insane hydra? amount of money
1: is, is hydra gonna take care of that i i hope so maybe Hell, hydra. you know wouldn't that be great to be able to <clears throat> yeah. b- build something one time in arnold on my machine and then render everything out in octane you know yeah. using that That'd be pretty killer. I'll have to ask Jules about that. I need to make a note. <laughs> you yeah. know? But it's like, it's like I'm now stuck to these two 3090s and I've got, you know, five other cards that I could be using,
0: you know? <clears throat> right, and you got to go to Deadline if you want to do anything. Exactly.
1: Like but the thing and is, with sucks. Deadline, you still have to buy, you know, licenses for every single machine. you still won't get machine. it in the Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah frustrating
0: Mm -hmm. and that's why i love it because i'm sitting there in the viewport i can it when i'm ready to render i click the viewport to be like not scaled and Uh i just let it sit for a second and i'll maybe take a section and figure out how many samples i want and then i'll just sit for like i don't know 30 seconds and and it will give me a readout and it'll say yeah this is gonna take uh, about a minute and a half to render this yeah and then i can just calculate it hit shift r and go to bed mm-hmm. and I know how long it's going to take and it won't be done and having that speed in your viewport when you're trying to build a massive scene yeah mm.
1: I will say the scene that I have built out in uh, Arnold has been surprisingly fast for only being using two cards you know so mm-hmm. I don't know
2: yeah uh, but yeah. I'm not growing I, mean, I haven't used I, it for a year also so it could have gotten significantly better since then Who yeah knows?
1: I mean I'm using GPU as well so just rendering GPU it's interesting the way it works because like you know you can throw you're just throwing more samples at it you know you can't mm-hmm. fine tune it like you do with the CPU one yep. you know and so it's just like all right and then you set it yeah. for you set it for adaptive <clears throat> sampling you know Adapt, adaptive sampling and then you up the maximum amount of samples or the maximum amount of passes or whatever and it's like I would love to okay. see people I'm uh, doing a
0: hundred passes now. You know, I want to see uh, Maxon do that for Redshift because it seems like it would be a lot easier to do if you own the software and the engine. Yeah, but
1: I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: It seems like there should just be a button to turn it on. You know. But, yeah. So what's next for you? Yeah.
2: Um. I'm thinking about getting really good at GeoGuessr, like that what guy. Is, what's GeoGuessr? You oh know the yes, guy. yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that would be a nice. I move. was like,
1: "What kind of 3D platform is that?" No, no, no.
0: <laughs> Those do I people can do it blindfolded. Have you seen that? I've been. A, uh, how, yeah. how would people you be able to do it blindfolded? blindfolded? You you click and people will describe what they're seeing and you oh will gosh. guess it. Yeah, it's insane. That's if funny. if you're listening and you See, haven't but seen, but I'm
1: curious is like. Is this uh, like the Geoguesser? Does it does it just have the same locations over and over again? And you've just played it enough, like no, back I think in it the day,
2: playing totally random
1: pursuit over and over and over <clears> again. <throat> you learn no.
0: all the answers anywhere in the world. It's just using like Google Earth.
2: It I uh, it's so interesting, and I, I've I've also just been like really into for some reason doing like map quizzes on like just Uh trying to figure out all the countries in europe and shit and (laughs) i don't know that's been a fun thing to do while i'm waiting for renders recently but yeah uh uh, i don't know that's been yeah you want to learn the
0: country before you do that because you exactly you have to know the name of the country before you can guess that that country
2: (laughs) and they have this one
1: i I saw this tiktok of this woman who uh was in italy or something and she wanted to go to a specific place, and she had played um, Assassin's Creed so many times that she knew the exact layout of the city, you know, oh, that's funny. to a T. And her mom was freaking out. She's like, "You don't know where you're going." She's like, "No, I know exactly where I'm going."
2: That's funny. Um, <clears throat> yeah, man. The that stuff is so impressive. I've learned about a. Uh, a lot of cool places recently, just through I don't know, looking at maps and like being like, "What the heck is this? What are the Faroe Islands?" And mm-hmm. like, now I really want to go there. That that's like an islands between uh, Scotland and uh, Iceland, and it looks like the most beautiful place ever. Um, and you can be but, an island uh, yeah. boy. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Faroe Island boy. Yeah. Faroe Island boy. Uh, uh, I yeah. Anyway, that's been a weird obsession recently. But uh, seriously, um, what's next is I, I would love to just like make another personal project, whether it's a short film that I do in like you know mm-hmm. a week or two weeks or what. I just I need to work on my own stuff a little bit after yeah. working on this this pilot for so long. Are you doing uh, anything
1: with Adult Swim still? Oh
2: yeah, that, that's what? yeah. The pilot is is with them.
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah. Oh okay.
2: So there's that. Um, I was thinking a while ago i would love to like uh and me and uh and and dj doug pound were i think i can say this we were talking about like trying to pitch the march of the Ding Dings short that mm-hmm. we made as like a as like a kid's show that we could develop more mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. um like that would be super fun um but uh but yeah i've also been getting really into womp uh, yes i was com.
0: gonna bring that up <clears throat> what is For womp? Sure?
2: It's a uh, it's this web 3D software uh, Womp Wamp.com. Oh
1: right, 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 right. Side. I think you mentioned it a few weeks ago or something on the stream. Yeah, when we yeah. On.
2: I really like it. I um I it's it's basically a sdf based uh, software for modeling in 3D, um, mm-hmm. and that means that it's not using any polygons. It's not using voxels. Right. Um, it's just using these signed distance functions. So like, basically like, here's a sphere, you know, here's the code to describe like a box, here's the code to describe a, uh, a curve or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's actually using a really small amount of data. Um, I did this big NFT project like a year ago on art blocks that was kind of like this. And the, the idea was that the mm-hmm. whole, all the stuff on art blocks, <coughs> needs to fit onto the Ethereum blockchain. So, mm. um, so it needs to be like a very small file size. So we made this project that was like all these characters, these three D characters, and like uh called Kaijen, and there was like this whole city, and they there was like various different kaiju monsters attacking the city. Mm-hmm. But we like had to make the entire project fit in like I think we fit it in like fifty kilobytes of code, um, which would just would be impossible with polygons. Yeah. But when when all you're describing is like here's a sphere here. And then here's another sphere here and then blend between those two a certain amount and then subtract this sphere out here and then add a box for this part and then whatever. That, like, is a lot less data than describing, like, here's a million polygons that make up this sphere and then stretch those out over here, blah, 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 whatever. Um, So that's kind of interesting. But at the same time, also... uh, Anyway, the, the, the Womp stuff is, is cool because it's it's built on that kind of stuff. Um, you guys have ever seen, like, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but Inigo Kiles. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, and I, I think you guys have seen his stuff before. It's I n i g o q i l e z. Is this graphics coder guy. He made shadertoy.com, mm-hmm. um, and he's made all of these videos of, like, how to create, uh, like, various different things just using math. Um, hmm. uh, if you look up Inigo, Kila's, Maths, um, painting a character with Maths is like a, a one that he did a year ago that was really impressive. Um, you guys should definitely look up, but it's basically like he's just using code to create like a character out of these different shapes and things and using SDF, you know, um, technology and ray marching together to like render it live, mm-hmm. and it's like able to make like really impressive stuff with a very small amount of data that renders live in your browser and like looks amazing and like you know um, and it's like really really cool and impressive. Um, anyway, uh, like that's sort of the technology that Womp is built on. But in addition to that, the other kind of interesting thing about it is that they are also Rendering everything live server side with like ray tracing and stuff so it looks yeah. really nice Yeah, um, into your browser so you're always mm-hmm. working live. And right. I think that one of the really cool things about Womp is it's like it's kind of the most intuitive, easiest to get into 3D stuff that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've sent it to a bunch of friends who just do like 2D stuff, 2D animators, illustrators, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, graphic designers. They're able to get into it literally without watching any tutorials and like make some really cool stuff with it that looks like amazing. And I think that um, there's a couple reasons for that. One is like it's just very intuitive with the you're just using these different shapes and doing Boolean operations, and that's a much easier way to think than with like polygons where you're like manipulating all these points and have to understand like subdivision and normals and like all these different things that are like super complicated and like hard to wrap your head around at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so that side of it makes it easy from like a modeling standpoint and then the fact that it's also always rendering the final kind of like style like this mm-hmm. this fully ray trace thing all the time means that there's no like disconnect between like okay how do i render my thing you know what i'm working with in the viewport isn't like what i'm actually making and then mm-hmm. you know, there's right, this, this right, right, weird, right, right. weird disconnect there the fact that Womp is just always what you see is what you get and it looks mm-hmm. really good is can like you do really animation cool. in it? You can do really basic animation in it right now. They're okay. working on adding more complex animation. They're working on adding a whole bunch of other cool features and stuff and making it more complex. But it just came out, like, the alpha version. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can go on. It's free to use. You can make an account and post stuff on there. They do fun little challenges and stuff, too. And to me, it's like, as a person who does 3D, it's just, like, more than anything else, like, this is a fun little challenge for me to like see like what can I make sure. with this like how can right. I mess yeah. with this what can I do with this you know like um, just like play around and like especially because it's it's also rendering server side like I can like while I'm waiting for a render just like screw around with it and it's not going to like affect you know my render or slow my computer down at all
0: right um,
2: <laughs> so it's, it's a fun thing to, yeah. to doodle with and stuff for for those reasons. Um, and so I think it's a really promising little app for getting people into 3D. And you know, as someone who's also like a you know educator and making tutorials and things like that, trying to get more people into 3D, always mm-hmm. recommending people like you know try out Blender or or, or whatever. Um, I uh, I I I think it's a great sort of like gateway into 3D, like for people who are just like really like technically concerned with like getting into software like. Blender or C4D or Unity or whatever, um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and so I, I really like that kind of aspect of it. Um, but I think that also what they're doing is really interesting with this SDF technology and not using polygons at all, and mm-hmm. has a lot of potential. Where like you hear a lot about nerfs these days, mm-hmm. those are not a polygonal like format for 3D geometry. Like actually, <coughs> um, Womp is kind of positioned to take advantage of those kinds of things even better than um, like all this polygonal software like Blender and and c 4 d and 2D and whatever. Um, so that's cool. But then on the other side of it, you have stuff like uh, uh, Dolly and, and Midjourney and like all these things mm-hmm. where we have text to image and really soon we're gonna have like much more legit text to 3d Mm -hmm.
3: and i don't know if you guys
2: have looked at all about like how the text to 3d tech works but it's actually really interesting because the way that it seems to be working at the moment is they're basically saying okay we're gonna do a 2d generation of uh this image and we're gonna do a few different of these and then we're gonna basically feed that into like a nerf algorithm instead of feeding it Mm -hmm. in like a couple of photos. Like, if you don't know what nerfs are, it's basically like think of photogrammetry, but you only need like a few photos, and then it uses AI to fill in the gaps and make a much better version. Right. Um, and so this is basically doing that, but with two D, you know, images created with these like you know dream algorithms, like I don't know the 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 diffusion you know models, like you know stable diffusion, Dolly, Mid Journey, all that stuff, um, and so then that also positions Womp as well to be able to integrate things like that. And so they'll make it so that you can, you know, also just like text to 3D, add like a dog into your scene and, mm-hmm. and say, oh, I want to change the dog's face to do this or that. Or, and it seems like this could be kind of the direction that 3D ends up heading more in the future is like polygons could end up becoming like a thing of the past and we could end up, they could become, you know, go the way that NURBS went, you know, NURBS surfaces mm-hmm. and stuff. Um and we could be getting more into this kind of stuff. So well, that's uh Corridor
0: kind of did a, oh, yeah. a thing on this yesterday.
2: A nerf really? Yeah, yeah, Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh Jeez. it's it's neutral radiance fields. I haven't even been able to watch it. I bookmarked it this morning. Neural
2: radiance fields, yeah.
0: Or Yeah, yeah, neural radiance fields. Um and and basically you know, I didn't get again, I didn't get to watch the video, but you can just like take pictures and scan things or whatever and it like Yeah. Fills in the blanks.
2: Yeah, nerfs have been been like kind of the big hot sort of like computer graphics research topic for the past like two years or so, um, and it seems like now people are starting to kind of finally get their hands on some tools for it. But the text to three D stuff will be huge. Um, but you know, any text to three D <laughs> stuff. You see. Nice, nice. That's a nice frame
0: that. to come up on there. But. Oh my this, god! Yeah, Whoa! Wow! Like, yeah. oh,
2: it's it's a uh, animated. Holy crap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I, gotta I think watch I've this got, thing. I've got to watch this. I don't even yeah. know. They are doing crazy stuff, you know?
2: Yeah. Like, they're really cutting into the, the cutting edge stuff all the time. It's uh, awesome.
1: But like, what I, I don't I know found... if you saw the stable diffusion one that they did, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. where they were creating stable diffusions based off of one of their, you know, just a bunch of pictures.
2: Yeah. It was crazy. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's really crazy the direction this stuff God. is going in recently, and and I feel mixed about it because I I on one hand am stoked for it and it's a ton of fun to mess with and all that, but on the other hand, um, I do see a lot of just like AIE things and you can wow. tell AIE things or whatever. Uh huh. Um, I mean,
0: Ren just took his drone and like flew it around himself and the and the scenery, the building, the yeah. building so is the, like uh, around their office and wow yeah i'm really
2: curious how exactly this worked but yeah this is super cool
0: the thing is it's the star wars
2: hologram thing for real right
0: if you look at the description it says why this is the future of imagery so that's really why i want to watch it and see what their main points are on that you know like yeah it's good homework material for everybody right
2: Yes, yeah.
1: just when you think that 3D can't change and like everything you've reached the pinnacle,
2: it's gonna be all over for I'm us. An old dude.
1: man. I'm turning. Yeah. I'm old. You know, back old in my days, we had polygons
2: back, and we liked it. Back
1: in my days, we <laughs> called them hypernerbs
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, to 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 round off my kind of point about Womp, yeah. um, I think that uh. It's it's cool seeing them like make it more accessible. I do feel like 3D is gonna become one of those kind of skills uh that just like everybody kind of has and is like a necessary skill yeah. to some degree in the same way that like video editing has become like that, which like literally everyone knows how to edit videos. Like my yeah. mom knows how to at the very least, like make, you know, like slideshows of her trips to, you know, Africa right. or whatever right. and like you know, like in a photo like thing, or, you know, kids know how to edit videos on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that stuff is, uh, is you know, just like gonna kind of, I think, converge more into like a sort of universal thing that like will become more accessible and everyone will kind of get how to work with um, and not just us super technical nerds yeah. who, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll always have this sort of like, you know, uh, greater understanding and be able to do more complex stuff. Um, but at the same time, also, I think you see a lot of other tools that are kind of popping up. Similar to Womp, they're like web based 3D tools, like Spline. Mm-hmm. Spline. And there's also Bezel.it I've seen. There's also um, Vectory, which has been around for a while, actually, uh, which is kind of the most C4D-like one. They have like cloners and arrays and things like that. It's so E C T A R Y Kind of terrible name, but um but yeah uh but they they all seem to be kind of now especially post Figma acquisition like vying for this spot of being like the Figma for 3D you know hmm. and like every that's like seems like to be like a big <clears throat> sort of yep. like thing that like investors and stuff are like really interested in like figuring out like what's going to become the Figma of 3D i'd be really curious to see if any of the apps like Maya or Houdini or Blender or Ah, uh, C40 end up making like kind of like simpler web versions that can work in the web and integrate and design things for the web and stuff. Um, but I really like Womp's approach to making it just really accessible. Like, I I think I would be really curious to see like, you know, I mean, I know you guys both have have kids. If either if any of them were able to like figure that's out a, how to use something that's like that's this at
1: a good all, idea. I'm gonna I'm really gonna show simple. this to my kid and I'm gonna have him I'm yeah. gonna have him create stuff.
2: You should because it's not much different from like building something in Minecraft or, or yeah. whatever. Like, it's it's yeah, very yeah, yeah. intuitive. Right. Uh, and if they do make it, please, I, I would love to know like what they think of it or, or what they're oh my sort gosh. of... You know,
1: like how It, it would ends up go going. crazy for this. I didn't even think about that. I'm
0: stupid. I'm so
1: selfish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <clears throat> my daughter and I were experimenting uh, last night or this weekend uh, with some 3D stuff and, you know, she's used cinema. She's created something in cinema before but it was kind of fun for her to sit and art direct me and we made a little back room you know l- uh, liminal space type thing which was nice. kind of fun but yeah like kids are gonna get into it the thing is w- you remember when the, that weird period when you're in probably when you were in high school and like there were like com- basic computer oh. classes you had to take like yeah 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 Oh well, you're gonna learn word processing, and it, it's like, yeah, I already know how to do that. You know what yeah, I mean, right? I feel like there's gonna right. be like, like you were saying about like everybody's gonna know some sort. There's gonna be a low level 3D that exactly because everything's gonna be an AR and you know whatever. Exactly. Vectory
1: is actually kind of cool. It's kind know? of vectory. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: You should. You, you should, got you group, should definitely I mean.
2: You
1: got Check like literally out. like yeah, you, you you drop it into a Boolean like you would in cinema, you know, or and whatever. Some
2: some of them let you do multiplayer like within the thing. Like I think WOMP has that. Maybe it's just in mm. beta with them or something. But That's, I know uh-huh. that um be bezel.it I was using that had that. Like you can it's like Google Docs where you can all collaborate in real time and stuff and there's a lot of potential there, I think. And it, it'll be cur- I'm curious to see what will become Kind of the Figma of 3D, if one ends up winning out or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, interesting. there's a lot what of mean? interesting stuff going on there. I think this this is an interesting kind of developing area of 3D. What
0: what is this? Here's, you sent this the other day, and I, I don't I don't get it. This is the back room that that we made oh the, nice the back room things are just like weird like oh
3: liminal space yeah
0: goofy liminal spaces that are kind of creepy in a way like mm-hmm. you know so we're she wanted the slide and we're like what can we put in there and i was like something like something ret- it has to be something retro and so we were looking mm-hmm. through things and then we started talking about mcdonald's playground and i'm like let's just put something from mcdonald's playground in there so we built a cheeseburger you, know. you built that Oh yeah, it took like 2 it looks seconds. Great. This volume yeah. builder stuff. You just throw yeah. a bunch of stuff. That's why I love volume builder for stuff, man. Just throw it together. Yeah. Who cares if it's sloppy? It'll smooth yeah. it all out in the end, right? Like Yeah. That's the that's the that's the same exact magic of
2: something like Womp too is it's like yeah. it's all about just those that the simple building with simple building blocks and smoothing things out and blending them and yeah. mushing them together and doing the smooth unions and stuff like that. It's the same kind of very understandable thing that I think a, a kid could really wrap their heads around yeah. like no problem yeah, yeah, yeah. versus something like Blender or whatever. And I yeah. taught her um,
0: about like how to do the – like that slide is, is completely procedural. You can just move one spline because mm-hmm. we wanted to build it. We looked at TurboSquid, you know. There were like $15 ones that sucked. There were $60 ones that also sucked. And we're like, <laughs> no, we need to be able to have bolts on it and it needs yeah. to have these things and it needs to go this – like so – we just sat there and built it in like twenty minutes and i I showed her how you do you know sweeps and then you have things follow splines, and then we're done. Yeah. We brought it into this scene and just like literally shaped it how we wanted it to shape, but and she really like picked up on the concept, you know that's cool, so yeah, anything that makes it easier, you know kids are gonna pick it up in two seconds, you know yeah
2: they are yeah they totally are. totally so, mm. that's cool.
0: Anything else? Anything else we want to talk about before we head out? Any questions from the audience?
1: I feel like I feel like we could talk for hours. I know. You oh know. yeah.
0: Like I know.
2: It's a I'll shame to we do another one. Of I
1: guess. I know. Yeah, we're just gonna have to
0: do it again. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> um, I think I wrote a couple of notes down for something to talk about, but I think we got to most of it. The one other thing I yeah. wanted to mention, I guess, was like I've been really impressed and like it's been really cool to see. I think in the Blender community, which I, I've been like dabbling with Blender here and there, but I'm not yeah. um, I'm not like ever gonna really be like a Blender guy, I don't think. You know, yeah. Did you know it's free. Unless... What? <laughs> well why why'd I spend so much money on it? Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you bought it off of uh Blender dot uh, uh, Gov. Blender. Or whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think and if uh, you type in Blender
1: three D or whatever, there is a ad for Blender, but it's a paid one.
0: You know? Oh my God! Well, you know, yeah. by the time you get all the plugins to make up for it, you've spent a lot of money. So you know, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I,
2: I've been I've been really impressed with the uh, the. Uh, I mean, it seems like everybody Maya um, or Autodesk, uh, I should say, um, uh-huh. and and C4D and Blender. All three of them are trying to do. These kind of like new like node based paradigms, yeah, like, and, and, and Blender geometry nodes is like really taken off. I have Maya, been
1: so impressed by Blender geometry nodes. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's that's really what I wanted to talk about. Was like it's been really cool to see that, and I've seen people recently have started. Uh, they they found this sort of like um, like buffer geo hack, I think is what they're calling it, and Tag managed a tutorial on it that lets you basically. Uh, Sort of like feed the previous frame into the next frame, oh. and and that allows you to basically do the equivalent of in Houdini if you have a solver, uh-huh. um, and you can make like very custom simulations with it. So now people are building custom simulations in Blender with Geo Nodes, and uh, I think Intagma just did a tutorial that covers this that you can check mm. out for free now. Um, <laughs> in but it's Blender, like, they did a in tutorial. tutorial. Yeah, in yeah. Blender, Neat. Oh, they've been they've been doing more Blender tutorials because one of the two of them is teaching cg at some university in germany gotcha. and
0: they are um, fantastic but i cannot do their tutorials i i <laughs> it, they drive me insane because they are there <laughs> there's no um there's no fluff there's there's uh, zero zero fluff and there's no explanation half the time on why you're it, type it, in this yeah. number and then do this and then type in this number and then hit this button okay you're done and whoa it, it you're rewind
2: because sometimes sometimes this Mo just going through like a setup like here's how I made this and then he's typing in like the exact right. value I found that that works for this is like seven and I'm just like why don't but you why, show us why <laughs> you figured out that seven worked like right, what right, were the right. things you were, like you know that, that that part is frustrating but but uh but um so Mo you know he's he's great sometimes as well yeah. um, that is one of the hard things about tutorials I feel
1: like I I would have learned a whole lot more uh. uh getting early on in this you know if people had like explained stuff to me yeah, <laughs> you know instead yeah. of like like for uh, uh i i always go back to the example of like you know luma mat or luma stuff black and white images you know affecting certain things it took me like three years to understand well, that's you know, always been the <laughs> like big before thing. I, I realized
2: yeah that's always been the big thing for me is for, for me to like Actually, like, use something and, like, for it to be useful to me, like, I feel like I need to actually understand how it works. What what are the core concepts here, like, that are creating this thing this way and, like, allowing this thing to work? Which is also why I think I love Houdini so much is that it's like you really need to understand how everything works. And, like, you kind of it shows kind of the under the hood of, like, this is how all 3D works and all the programs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just helps build that understanding more and it allows you to do. Anything with any other thing, so you can drive velocity with your normal attribute or this or that or whatever. So, so yeah, definitely. Like, and this also for me, I think when I'm teaching is like a really key thing. Is like I'm basically just teaching to these people the way that I wish that it was taught to me where it's like here's yeah. why this is this way and how this works or whatever and like the under the hood of it and it will take a little bit longer to wrap your head around but you'll have a much better understanding of it same with uh, with like math class back in the day too it's like if you understand how this works you don't need to memorize anything because you yeah. can just logically follow the steps that right, was my biggest problem with math the thing out. I, n- I never knew how it worked you know They're so bad once I, I got
1: into calculus it's like i don't, i didn't understand yeah what's calculus yeah, yeah
2: totally i think yeah. i think that that's the thing for a lot of people is like a lot of people they just didn't teach it well enough and they just lost it kind of early on mm-hmm. like and once you lose track and you're like you feel like you fall out of it you're screwed for the rest of the the year at least Yeah. You know, so yeah. Uh, yeah when i
0: used to make tutorials back in the day you know i would try to explain <laughs> things that way and right. say and stop and say but everybody wants you know Thirty second TikToks on how yeah. to do stuff now, so yeah, I feel like True. we're losing some of that. You know, There's I don't know. A lot I of... have
1: seen a lot of people on TikTok who are like, "Hey, this is a really quick rundown. If you want to see the full video, go to my YouTube." Right. Yeah, you
0: know, it's <laughs> like, I all right, how much that translates, you know?
1: I don't know.
2: Yeah, get a few viewers, maybe. Yeah, I really yeah. want to. really want to talk through every aspect of all that. Stuff. And yeah, I think that that's also when you say when you're asking what's next for me, I think definitely doing some more tutorials because Mm -hmm. I have been wanting to for a while, especially diving into more kin rigging stuff in Houdini because there aren't a ton of tutorials around for that that I've seen. I think more people want that Yeah, and digging into more um, Solaris in Houdini and and Karma Mm -hmm. and all that stuff because Mm -hmm. I've been really liking that and I think that I've I've learned so much from – we've done this whole project in Solaris with Redshift and it was – it was, uh, re- I, if I go back and look at the files that I made at the beginning of the project, I'm like, I am uh-huh. such an idiot. But, like, now that I understand it correctly, it, like, I think next time it'll be a lot easier. Um, and, you know, uh, it's, it, it'll be a lot easier for me to, like, explain it and teach it to someone else now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I'll also do some streams and stuff on, like, Womp, or maybe I'll, I'll play yeah. that, uh, that Shrek Mario 64 yeah. uh, skin <laughs> on Twitch or something
0: like that. Please do. I don't know. Well, and you can go live just, on TikTok uh, now. You know, you got enough followers, so.
2: Yeah, just, yeah, yeah.
0: I
1: just rehooked up my uh, my Twitch account, and actually for this uh, this uh, Metroid thing I've been working on, uh, I've just been I'll I'll throw on the live stream and just you know work while I'm doing mm-hmm. it. You know, it's been nice. No one shows up, you know, but it's been <laughs> cool to kind of have that there. Had one person show up once.
2: I like um I like Twitch streaming a lot, uh, trying to learn stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh like I had a couple couple Twitch streams where I was like, I'm gonna try to learn Blender and mess around and then I'll have people in the in the in the chat who know how to use it and will be like, Yeah, Oh, you gotta do this thing this way. And it's like it's a kind of the fun way to learn stuff with people. Yeah. I also did a stream a while ago where <clears> I streamed uh, I downloaded um Bryce three D, which I learned that <laughs> you can uh-huh. pay you can pay twenty bucks for and uh, it still works on modern Windows, which is wow awesome. hilarious. And it renders stuff in the craziest, coolest way. And it's the most weird like UI that looks like a video game like from the nineties, like or mm-hmm. like a mist or whatever, where there's like, right, right, this, right. like it's, like, it's like the skeuomorphism where they have, like, the actual mm-hmm. 3D, like, like buttons and stuff that you're clicking and, like, they're pressing in and things uh-huh. like that. Like, yeah. it's so <laughs> weird. But that was yeah. so fun to mess around with and learn on, like, a stream. And I ended up making, like, a really dumb little short on my YouTube that I can link you guys just, like, that day when I was messing around with it. And was I haven't opened seven? it up again.
0: Do you think Since skeuomorphism then? will ever come back?
2: I think it will. I think it's cyclical that we'll just keep going back and forth between skeuomorphism and um, whatever non-skeuomorphism is supposed to be called. But
0: Maybe it will come to AR or something. I I hear a lot about, especially Apple with skeuomorphism was a way to get people into the tech. And and now it's there, you just erase that and the buttons are just left and everybody's like, okay.
2: I feel like once they went totally flat with iOS 7, they started slowly integrating in a little bit more skeuomorphic elements and stuff. And I, I think it's it's kind of like a, a trend that is like a cyclical thing. And you'll see, because I, I got so sick of how flat everything was looking with like the latest yeah. versions of iOS nice. and Android yeah. and like Windows 8. Ugh, like just give yeah. me a break. I want the old school, I'm so nostalgic for mm-hmm. the... The old school mac and the old Mm -hmm. school windows 95 and Mm -hmm. you know the old ios and stuff like i want i want more stuff like that you know yeah uh so yeah but bryce is super fun and i highly recommend anyone who's (laughs) curious to make some weird old school landscape renders dive into it and you'll you'll have a blast i think
0: remake the shrek movie in it
2: right Absolutely. you can't do like any kind of character animation in there like you can't bring in animated fpxs like mm-hmm. you can only translate objects around and stuff but mm-hmm. the way it renders stuff is just so cool i just i had a I had such a blast in there um <laughs> and uh yeah so i want to do more streams of just figuring out silly things also touch designer i was messing with and had a blast with with that at all yeah. oh yeah that one's that one's the quickest i've gotten into a software and like immediately yeah. started having a ton of fun with it. it
0: Same. Kind of, as long as you um, know nodes, you're good to go. It'll yeah, make yeah. sense. Yeah.
2: Totally, totally. Yeah. But
0: I, I did some experimenting with that a couple years ago. It's pretty intuitive.
2: Yeah. It's it's the the thing I think about it is that it's, it's so fun, but it is just not Practical for commercial stuff in very many situations, unlike something like you know C4D or Houdini, where it's like you can use this for so many different kinds of projects. Touch designers like basically only like tour visuals or like weird art installation things or whatever. But if you're having an event, it's it would be a ton of fun to make like a fun interactive touch designer thing with like a Mm. connect that you can feed into it and have the music Mm -hmm. be driving some visuals and let people walk in front of it and just have it be a fun weird interactive live thing for a space where you have actual people. I think people should yeah. should do more stuff like that.
0: We should do oh, that uh next year when we do events. That'll be fu- that would be fun. Yeah. That yeah that
2: would be
3: cool.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> it's easy to use. I, I posted some stuff a couple years ago, I was doing a little thing that would track pool balls on my table. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, I remember you doing it's, that, it's nice. easy to do with a little connect and yeah. It's nice. And it's and it's uh the baby brother of uh Houdini, so yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah,
2: it's so. basically good at everything that Houdini is bad at, and bad at everything that Houdini is good at. So, like the, all the three D stuff and like the simulations and things like that, it's not great at. But compositing, you know, real time stuff, like mm-hmm. it's really good at all those things.
0: What well, was the Houdini yeah. brothers? Right? <laughs> it was, exactly. It was the guy. It was the. It was either two guys that started Houdini or. Uh Brothers or something, one of them I, went off to do touch designer, is that right? Is that just well, lore? It's it's, yeah. it's funny
2: that the, the company that makes touch designer is called like derivative uh-huh. because they're like we're making a derivative of Houdini called uh-huh. Touch Designer. And um yeah. But yeah, they were the same program called Prisms way back in the day, uh-huh. and then they split off. But they still got the cops, they still got the sops, they got all
0: those The um, Mops and Pops and Yeah. Bobs Mops mobs are a separate
1: thing
2: right
0: yeah 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 that's yeah, Toad storms toolkit yeah it's there's some urban legend that whoever was working on it the two guys one's like no live it's where it's at and the other guy's like no peanut butter and um, chocolate you got chocolate my peanut butter <laughs> that kind of a yeah, thing
2: kim davidson is like the ceo of side effects i know and uh um he made a, I looked at this recent, or I found out this recent, because I did, I was in, I was at the Annecy Animation Festival and I did a talk for Houdini there. And uh, one of the devs was telling me about this amazing old uh, show that was only in Canada, which is where Side Effects is based, mm-hmm. um, called Monster by Mistake, uh, which you can look up and it's this crazy old 1996 3D animated TV show that was all animated in Houdini all the way back then. Wow. Um highly recommend uh looking it up. It's 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 a wild thing. But yeah, this was like Kim uh Davidson's baby at the time, I guess. But yeah, I don't know exactly the story behind Touch Designer splitting off from there. I just know that they were the same program and then they and then someone they, they had they had a clash over like I think Houdini mm-hmm. wanted the compositing to be more like, you know, what Nuke ended up being. I also learned recently that Houdini's COPS compositor was, like, pre-Nuke. So, like, Nuke was really inspired by that to end oh, up going do the compositing <laughs> stuff. Um, and, yeah. And now, apparently, Houdini is... They're hiring a compositing uh, software developer, and they're looking to redo all that stuff and oh, maybe try to see if they can, they can kill Nuke finally. Yeah. Um, Gosh. So, if anyone's a, a compositing software developer hit up side effects but yeah we'll it'll be curious to see in a few years if that ends up coming to fruition and uh how it ends up doing but yeah i'm excited about that
0: potentially Greg hermanovic of uh he was head of r&d like, at uh, omnibus computer graphics co-founded side hmm. effects got two academy awards and then said uh, i'm out of here and then uh he went on to start derivative huh that's awesome. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know if the, the brothers thing is true or co-founders or whatever I,
2: I don't. I mean they have different last names so I'd be surprised the, if they the were Houdini rather. brothers you can call them the Houdini <laughs>
0: Harry brothers Harry and Harry Houdini and <laughs> just making it all up as we go
2: you know yeah, Kim Davidson and Greg Hermanovic
0: yeah anywho cool man good stuff uh, a lot Hi, of man. stuff to soak in a lot of stuff to think about a lot of homework to do <laughs> yeah and uh we're gonna have to do another show man because like i love I'm these down. episodes because we can just keep going and keep going and, and that's yep. always the best it's better than having nothing to, have don't to we, talk about
2: why don't we do one once uh when this pilot comes out hopefully yes hopefully mm-hmm. beginning issue of next year i can't say when but yeah. um hopefully i didn't already say too much about is, the, the pilot show, but...
1: has is so it hasn't been greenlit for production it has not been
2: it it has not been greenlit for a full season yeah it's just just the pilot they just they just got the pilot made basically um so we'll we'll probably find that out soon also um i think for me the way that i'm feeling especially being so exhausted from the pilot is if it gets picked up great we'll figure it out if it doesn't get picked Mm -hmm. up great i'll work on other stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so yeah um but yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens
0: Cool. cool man Awesome. Appreciate you being on and taking the time. Uh, People want to find you online. Where do they need to go?
2: Yeah, always a pleasure. It's uh, if you go to Christopher's dot website, that will give you links to pretty (laughs) much all my stuff or Tokyo (laughs) Megaplex on Twitter. If that still exists, Uh, I think it'll stick around probably. Or um, Musk will sell it
1: for like a billion dollars.
2: Yeah, I have a. I have oh a, a Mastodon gosh. account that I already forgot the name of, so don't yeah. bother adding me on there. Yeah, um, is it on Toki Megs on Instagram? TokiMegs. Uh, but yeah, you can find me. Just Google Google Chris Rutledge or animation, whatever.
0: I didn't cool. know that dot website was a thing until I saw that address, Christopher's dot mm-hmm. website. <laughs> Christopher. take
2: advantage of
1: it. I love that yeah. it's a plural.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like Ruth's Chris.
1: Right, <laughs> exactly. Ruth's Chris.
0: All right. Well, uh, again, questions for next week. Jules will be on. We're going to uh, get super nerdy. You know how it goes Mm -hmm. on that show. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So rate us on iTunes. Leave a review. Help get our ratings up. Uh, You can say. been there, done that. Got the t-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee. The Paul Bab, Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. We still got it. All the profits from that still go to Doctors it. Without Borders. Yep. Render things, t-shirt, hoodie, long-sleeve tee, MoGraph Blandishment shirt. And the That Render is Fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear, ironically. Unless you're shams. Yeah. And uh, remember, we are on YouTube.com slash MoGraph, MoGraph.com. Check us out on MoGraph.com slash live for all the schedule information. We got some new uh guests coming up that we got in the Mm -hmm. in the schedule here i don't know off the top of my head actually who it is because everything's a blur right now so i don't remember Mm -hmm. when i scheduled people for make sure Uh, and sign
1: up for that newsletter too we've got things that we're announcing in the next few months and uh you'll want to be on that newsletter
0: yeah uh yeah jules and uh then uh matt's actually gonna be gone uh the next week but we're still doing a show if anyone Uh, wants
1: to come to disneyland yeah. on the second the third and the fourth of december i will be there with my family and we're going to do an episode
0: with darlene sanchez yeah uh, I'm
1: jealous and, that i'm jealous that i'm not yeah be there
0: for that. I love th- that wasn't on purpose i i wish we could have worked it another way but we're playing tetris with the schedule you know yeah. but uh, chad perkins is also going to be on uh the next week and, That's then, exciting. and then who knows at that point who knows figure something out i did talk to fuck render yesterday and he wants to come back on uh so we need to figure that out as well so that's always a good time as well he posted a a clip from our episode like a couple years ago so talking
1: about like you know imposter syndrome and being in depression you know and stuff like that it was pretty cool yeah well not the depression but not the depression part but the fact that he was talking about it yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Um and everyone have a a, a happy Thanksgiving yeah. for all you Americans for you Americans you know. not you other people if you're ca- if you're Canadian you've already had Thanksgiving so yeah you know
0: cool you're into Christmas season now yeah yeah I'm gonna do it <clears> up and get the tree out right yeah here right I just here bought a I just week.
1: I just bought a brand new tree you know a brand new one and then I bought I, I it took you know how hard it is to find an unlit tree very wow. hard. It is very hard to find an unlit tree. They're all pre-lit. And so I bought some of those twinkly lights, the ones that, like, you can control with your phone. Yeah. You know, and it sees AR and, like, you can, like, put different, like, things on it.
0: Patterns. I bought
1: some of those, yeah. Yeah so I wanted an unlit tree because our previous tree like the tree was fine but the lights were all broken we had had it forever mm-hmm. you know so it's like either we leave the lights on there and restring new lights every year you know or I just buy a new tree that's unlit and I'll just use it for the rest of my life you know yeah it's a nine foot tree it's nice I got a couple
2: trees up I got a couple <laughs> more to go yeah so we just got ours up yesterday
0: nice All right, well, I guess that about (laughs) wraps it up. We've said all the things. There's nothing else to say, so I guess we're going to get out of (laughs) here. Thanks again, Tokyo Megs. Yep. Oh, yeah. And until next time, I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And I'm Tokyo Megs. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one. Later, yo. Okay, bye-bye. Pretty good, I guess. Mograph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the Mograph Podcast, industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from Mograph events like NAB, Seagraph, Half Res, and local meetups. <laughs> Our Mograph Talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world.
1: Sometimes you gotta make stuff that you're not gonna put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. We gotta stop this thing, Rick! It's gonna kill
0: us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics.
2: You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame, frame what?